Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Muse. And I'm Carrie the Mockney. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. So it says we're currently group watching the drama Weightlifting Fairy, but I think we've been copying and pasting. So what drama are you currently watching, Carrie the Mockne? Oh, group it's still watch? Weightlifting Fairy. Okay. We're nearly okay. done. Okay. And then we'll, which we'll follow it up by signal. So if you are interested in this, be sure to join our Patreon. The link is in our show notes. So today's topic is one we're all excited to talk about. We are still going to be talking about the starry love, but part two. Because we decided there's just too much to just throw it into two podcasts. So it's going to be three podcasts. So in part two, we are going to be talking episodes 16 through 25, which follow our characters' adventures in the human and beast realms. And since this is part two, you'll not be getting a spoiler-free section. So just expect that there's going to be tons of spoilers. And if you want a spoiler-free section, go listen to part one, because there is a spoiler-free section on that. So let's get talking. Okay. Warned. Yes, (laughs) all the warnings. There's no bells this time. We're just going. All right. So a little recap. So right before we hit this section, um, Heartless Shaldan. He had sealed the rift in uh, Guishu and he had protected everybody as they were because the void army was attacking and the the attack on him after he had or no, it was the effort of sealing the rift and then protecting everyone from the void army split like killed him essentially and split his soul into three parts and sent them down to the mortal realm. And so they need him back. And so Yetan and her little entourage go back to the mortal realm, realm to find the three soul shards and try to get Heartless Shoutdown back together. So that's that's the do essence. They, do they need him or do they want him? I think those are two different things. <laughs> I think it depends on who you're talking to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yetan well, wants him and needs him. All of the people that love him definitely want him back just because they love him. Mm-hmm. And it feels like he went to too quickly Mm -hmm. and unfortunately like emperor daddy has some issues not to be confused (laughs) with void daddy who we love emperor daddy is a total jerk heavenly dad so we should call him heavenly daddy heavenly Heavenly dad Dad. (laughs) because there's human daddy too so yeah that's true yeah heavenly dad i mean to be clear void daddy is kind of a jerk too, but he's, yes. he's a hot. But jerk he doesn't man. pretend to be something that he's not, that right? Is true. There's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's a good point. That yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first shard that Yatan and her crew track down is fiery shard. So what he is is he's the embodiment of Heartless Shoutdown's anger. That's like the first thing that Yatan brought out of him when they were first in the heavenly realm, and so when they meet him, he's been living by himself in the stone hut and just ejecting flames and so they think he's just angry all the time and the village next door is just like um he's a fire demon get rid of him in fact that's how they found him because they were looking for money and they were like yeah sure this will be easy (laughs) anyway but so then we meet fiery shard 
And we, as you get his story, you understand, we understand that what he's doing is he's actually protecting the villagers because there's a fire element that's trapped behind his stone hut. And he's been bleeding off the fire so that it doesn't bleed into the village and kill people. But of course, the villagers misunderstand because there was one unfortunate death. And so Yetan has to learn all of this and she starts to understand him and understand that his temper is just his temper doesn't express itself in fire he's actually having trouble controlling the fire that he's bleeding off from the element and so that's kind of where the misunderstanding comes from and she's like you know I get being misunderstood because people have thought I was evil from the day I was born I didn't even have a chance to prove that I'm not evil and so they really bonded and it as as you get to know him you get to know that he's actually really sensitive and sweet. I mean, he's kind of, he's a total himbo. He's just sweet, but warrior-like. And he's kind of like, I got Encino Man vibes from him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. dreads don't help, but um, I like him. I like him so much. He's just, he's such a sweetheart. He's not the smartest, but he is such a sweetheart. He's just like, he's kind of like Shaudian's like raw emotion. Like he's, he originally, everyone thought it was the anger piece, but really like he's, he really deeply cares and he wants to protect. And it's like that instinctive, like, um, feeling of like wanting to protect, not Jesse Atan, but like the villagers and, you know, and he is being misunderstood, um, I love this character because it's an opportunity for the two of them to really understand one another. Like Etan really understands him because as you had brought up, Carrie, like that he, she went through her early life being misunderstood and this like kind of um, being a jinx or being a, a, you know, like having a bad omen over her and so on. Um, and so she, they've really connected through that. So I really love this character. I, he's he's like the very, very simplistic in like his actions and stuff. But I think that's part of what really makes his care for people kind of shine and his care for her. Because as you meet some of the other ones, I think they're able to maybe express their feelings for her a little bit more, but like, he just, he's very simplistic and it's actually really sweet. Like some the fact mm-hmm. that he sits there and makes her little rock flowers, like, <laughs> yes, which he does uh-huh. a lot. Like he, he just make, you know, when he doesn't have time, when he's not pulling the fire into himself. And that's like, even after he falls for her, he could have left because of how much he cared about her, but his care for the people, which again, it goes back to his original personality of like, he feels like he has to protect everybody mm-hmm. so it's like his protective nature but he wouldn't leave because he knew if he left then the fire would take over everybody and kill everybody but like i i think that like you were saying it's not necessarily even his anger it's like his raw emotion but also his raw protectiveness like that yeah. that's all he mm-hmm. could think about was just protecting the people i could not stop thinking that he just looked like a pink-haired adam driver the whole time because of the like this the way they did his facial hair (laughs) it was very adam driver-esque when does Um, he had weird facial hair adam driver uh he did in what was it it was was it the one with lady gaga he had it for a little while 
There's oh, been okay. a couple where he's kind of had like the. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, so it's probably yeah. where yeah. he's had like the goatee ish ah, vibe. Okay. Gotcha. There's some Saturday I mean, Night Live skits where I know for sure uh, he had that. The, <laughs> the Law and Order episode that I told you that I watched. <laughs> he had you were like, I that. had to look it up and make sure it was Adam Driver and that I wasn't just imagining I, well, it's it. It's weird to see a really <laughs> famous star suddenly right. being yeah. like, oh, he was on Law and Order and Law and Order SVU, different characters. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's a little unique. I think you know? that if, I think because that show had to put out like so many episodes, so many extra, like there was a lot of people who went through that pipeline and CSI Probably. and <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure how many of them became famous after like yeah. they were either yeah. like bit characters before. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. So in his current movie, 65, he has the, the facial hair. hair. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so maybe that's where I was thinking, but he- the, sh- the fiery shard does end up she shaves it off for him so and yeah. then yes, for the most yes. part once the, when they're in a relationship or when the, the he does not have facial hair and he has his hair tied back it's still red but he has mm-hmm. his hair tied back so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, but what about his character do you like his character or no <laughs> she's, just, I, she's distracted <laughs> i was a little i do he grew on me it was a little bit too simplified for my hmm. taste Cause I mean, he, he definitely is not the brightest bulb, Mm-mm. but he <laughs> but was very so sweet. sweet. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. He's so sweet. That's Tear. what I said. He grew on me. And by the time he did the fireworks scene for her, it was um, definitely like, yeah. aw, he's really cute. And he calls her dear and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he was definitely the, like the sweetest of them all. Mm-hmm. So. Beast bestie pretending to be the human emperor. So let's talk about that for a minute. So in order to like try to contain that that fire because it's um, a celestial fire, or immortal fire, I can't remember what they called it. Mm-hmm. But basically, mm-hmm. the only way you can get rid of that fire is if you have um, something that the jade deity has, which is like um, a special, well, I guess it's like immortal water or something yeah but anyway (laughs) you know i mean because of course so Mm -hmm. they they hatch a plan so that they can get this um special blessing and so basically they um she uses the the rooftop star or whatever the jinx star Mm -hmm. to convince them that calamity is coming and so they pray to have somebody from the heavenly realm come down and they use this opportunity. And so her best friend who can shapeshift, we all know that she can, <laughs> she can impersonate the emperor. So she right. does. Um, and so there's a, that whole scene where her friend is impersonating the emperor. And I laughed and laughed and laughed because it was like for a moment, I forgot that it was actually the emperor as the emperor actor doing it like it felt like it was her like inside a costume or something because Uh it was so ridiculous um so i thought that was hilarious and but also like there were some touching moments because you can see yitan so they in order to keep the emperor from coming 
um, and seeing what they're doing. She has uh, Ching Heng, um, like, keep changing the path so that, mm-hmm. like, her dad has to, like, keep walking and walking and walking. And along the way, he gets, like, really exhausted because he's been walking for a long time. And you can see in Yitan, like, the the conflict of, like, mm-hmm. even though this is somebody who, you know, she thinks has done all of these terrible things to her over the years, like, she still loves her dad. And that's rough like watching that mm-hmm. happen you know so anyway i really enjoyed that particular scene because i thought it was hilarious and the actor that plays the emperor made me laugh i just cracked up so much so what did you guys think um i was surprised at how much they had um Yutan, like hear her dad talk about how he's had headaches and and he wasn't just saying the his her sister's name when he was saying he was worried about the princesses he was saying the princesses and stuff and I so I think I think some of it maybe get it is getting to him or maybe we're reading too much into it I don't know but like you could see that she was hearing him say that and like he's been having headaches he's been exhausted and then when she was they were doing that to him he's already been exhausted and then he kept saying oh I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up but you know they had to keep going so that was that was a very you know like I don't still don't like him but you can it's interesting to see her being conflicted with that and maybe some hope. You know, there are a lot of in whatever drama you're watching, there are a lot of, you know, where they redeem a character. So it's possible they might redeem him at some point. Who knows? But <laughs> the funniest part of the scene, though, was when so they had to have a, a duplicate where it was something to switch it with and it had to have liquid in it and then oh, poured out <laughs> beneath his robes and so it looked like he peed himself <laughs> and he's all like i told you we needed to hurry up or i told you i needed to do something or whatever and his like second hand in command or whatever his, his guy is just like mortified and he just does not even know what to do and it's hilarious and they end up switching it and everything but oh my gosh it's just him looking like he peed it. and like you said i was like oh my gosh this actor is really funny he was doing such a good job mm-hmm. i couldn't get past the fact that they might redeem him because that kind of <laughs> pissed me off <laughs> and it ruined the whole humor uh... of the scene because i'm all like seriously after he treated his daughter so poorly, yeah, they're going to make him actually supposedly care because there's no way, you know, know. There's it's one thing for him to be exasperated with the girl, but he treated her so horribly that yeah. there's no pretending that, oh, I, I loved her in secret, you know, I did it for her own good, treated her like crap. And I don't know, I couldn't get past the whole, are they going to redeem him? Are they not? It's kind of annoying. <laughs> but he peed well, himself. That was <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I liked how the dad and the heavenly um, ambassador, they weren't quite sure what the other was thinking. <laughs> yes. like their inner monologue, that was very that was funny. Oh, that was hilarious. When no. the real dad uh, took over and yes. was confused as to what was going on. But no one wanted to say in case they were the one in, that was in the wrong. 
So that was kind of cute. I can't remember what did they what did they replace the water with or the or whatever the special tea? stuff with. I think it was just it yeah. was hot tea. Okay, hot yeah. Tea. yeah, it was hot water. It was hot water because he poured it on his head and his face his head turned red. And I was. I and was he was faking like, being it was okay. the real it was a real dad that got the burn yeah right mm-hmm. right there was a lot of retribution there, there was. <laughs> yes but not enough for redemption not right. enough <laughs> all right he's got a ways to go if they're gonna go that route well and there's a bit we'll talk about later that was a little bit heartbreaking but anyway i actually there was a lot that made me cringe. I mean, they were doing such a good job at her pretend at the beast bestie pretending to be the mm. human emperor that I may have been a little le- liberal with the fast forwarding just because I was like, oh no. <laughs> but I caught the important stuff. Like I caught her, you know, dropping in on her dad and like clearly she had been messing with him for years because she knew exactly how to delay that ceremony. So I thought <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious that she's like, oh no, I got this. I know exactly what to do. And then the never-ending corridor into the courtyard that was kind of funny that was such a video game move but it was hilarious and I just I can I can appreciate the humor of those situations but it's one of those things that I just I can't sit through it like you guys telling me all about it it's hilarious it's so funny but I can't second-hand embarrassment is just too much it's real it's so real Maybe because I feel like he deserved it. It didn't, it doesn't bother me at all. I was like, yes, what else can they do to him? <laughs> all right. So on a different note, do we like how Yutan and Fiery Shard's romance progresses? And um, K-Drama Jen also already brought up one of my favorite scenes with them when he does the fireworks for her. And I just, it all of the different, in interactions with the different shards made me happy because the real guy that she's going to be married to and the, they keep saying they're married they're not married like I every time yeah. they talk about them like especially the void one I'm like nobody's married they don't even know who she's supposed to marry <laughs> but they keep referencing like you're married or what I'm like they're not married anyway the guy he has all of this buried deep inside of him, but she didn't get to experience any, any of that. She just got to experience the very like detached. Um, I'm going to save the world. So I can't really care about you. So every little thing that she gets to do, that's like super sweet or romantic. It just means so much because again, she's getting to experience what he would like to possibly do with her, but didn't before. And so I, I really loved all of their sweet interactions and their um him like trying to figure out what you're supposed to do when you care about somebody and all of that Mm -hmm. the you know that was just super sweet and yeah he's very simple and very uh like amber (laughs) maybe a little (laughs) bit too simple but I think again I think it kind of uh really helped um bring them together and help her just kind of see him in a different level. So I really liked the progression of their rom- romance and also understanding she was going to have to go through it two more times. after the- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when she started this all out, she definitely didn't think it through. Cause she was like, Oh yeah, I just have to make them love me easy peasy. Uh-huh. But yeah. yeah, you have to make them love her. She's also falling in love with all the versions of him mm-hmm. and that's a lot harder as we're going to find out later, because when you love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to make them less than they are. And 
I think it definitely blurs that it's not just the guy in three different locations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely very distinctive individuals that look like her fiance, husband, groom, whatever you <laughs> right. whatever you call him. Right, you know, right. And so I really love the just the transition of her falling in love with the guys just as much as they're falling in love with her. And it's not just that clean cut goal anymore for her. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I like, too, that she is basically atoning for all the things that she did previously in the heavenly realm, Mm. like with the, the slaughtering the bull and making the hot pot or gambling with the other deities and stealing all their money. And so he had to use all his money, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then when she ate the berries and like tried to dis- seduce him, not intentionally, but that's what happened. Right. So we get that in each of the three princes. And I really mm-hmm. love that aspect of the writing because it's really thoughtful and it's a great way to pull them together as a couple, because now she's getting to know all of him through these experiences while also making up for her mistakes. So I like that. And then just going back to Aton and Fiery Shard, I love when he steps up, when the villagers start throwing vegetables at her. And he steps up and protects her. That's always going to be my go-to. That is super romantic. I loved it because he's been trying so hard to hold back on his fire. And then he's like, no, for her, I'm putting this back up. Y'all are not getting to her. And then the, the kiss, when the veil fell between her face and his face and he kissed her. And I was just like, oh, that was so sweet. So yes, I like their romance a lot. Yeah, I agree. I really like. I like each of them, but I think like this, because this was the first one. Um, and also like it was, you know, remembering that she's had this kind of life of deprivation as far as like affection and other than from her sister. And so like, even when they were in the heavenly realm, um, you know, he, for a while, he was very distant. And then finally he sort of started warming up towards her and then he had to go off and save the world. And so like this opportunity for like, just somebody who just wholeheartedly adores her uh, is just so touching to me. And yeah, I also loved the, when the veil came between them and they had the kiss, that was just super romantic. I, yeah, I've, I really loved this. I kept thinking like how difficult this must be because she's, she's falling in love with each of those individual pieces of this person that she had cared about before. Um, But like it, it wasn't, it's not nearly as simple, I think, as she thought it was going to be, which is like, oh yeah, I'll just make them all fall in love with me and we'll put them all back together. Humpty Dumpty, you know, but (laughs) that was just not. I don't think that's what's happening. So, so Beast Prince sacrifices for Yi Tan by agreeing to take care of Fiery Shard as she goes out looking for the other two shards. And it is a sacrifice because, again, in his heart, he loves her. It might be not be the deepest eternal love of all <laughs> loves, but it's a love. And he really feels that if this doesn't work that he has a chance and so he's nice and he takes her 
However, it's not without some blackmailing from uh, <laughs> Heavenly Sister, who now knows that he was the puppy and threatens that if he doesn't help take care of her brother's shard, that she's going to tell everyone that she wiped his butt. Yes. <laughs> so what do we think about this? Was this a cute uh, transition? Well, I kind of like Beast Prince and his whole role in these in this set of episodes just because he's stepping up like he loans his devices he loans his palace he loans his abilities and you know at, towards the end when he even he jumps in into a fight not the end to the middle and he transforms into a big old wolf so he's capable mm. of being more than just the cute little puppy and i was like he's really kind of cool he's yeah, stuck yeah. on yetan but he's really cool yeah he definitely but- is more princely in these segments Mm -hmm. yeah whereas before it was kind of sidekick but he definitely is like okay he's a prince in his own right okay Mm -hmm. i agree i really enjoyed him in this um i thought it was hilarious that heavenly sister blackmailed him um (laughs) and i really just enjoyed like just seeing him in his own realm and just kind of like getting a sense of like what he's capable of and what his powers are like um because he again it's character growth right like Mm -hmm. in the beginning you saw him as like he was going to try to switch the princesses or whatever because he was doing a favor for Yitan um and I could I saw him as somebody who had um some magical ability but like he definitely was sort of like I mean he was um bested by you know like by the others who caught him doing that um but like in this set of episodes it really does feel like he's like growing and you know i really have enjoyed i enjoyed it a lot so i was looking over the um questions that we have and i don't think that we cover it later so i'm just gonna because you guys have already like mentioned most of the stuff about uh, the beast prince, but I, I love how the sisters and it kind of brings in the beast prince into it, but the sister's relationship with the beast prince. And then, then because, uh, the sister, the, uh, healer princess, she, you know, she went to the void realm and then she's interacting with them, like how it really kind of brings the four realms together and yeah. the beast realm mm-hmm. is right now throughout all these episodes, kind of the focal point or like the center of where they're kind of coming and going from. And he's, I mean, he's protecting somebody from the heavenly realm against the people from the void realm. And like his dad, for the most part, has been like, I'm just going to stay out all of this stuff to try to protect mm-hmm. myself. But he stepped up and is like, you know, yeah, probably better if we stay out of it and protect ourselves. But I, feel like I should be able, not just because he has a crush on Yi Tan. You can tell that it may have started out like that, but as he gets to know the people from the heavenly room, like especially the heavenly princess sister, <laughs> he, he, you can see that he is kind of okay with bringing everybody together. And, you know, K-drama Jen is the only one that knows, but I'm assuming later on that, that will play a role in some of the stuff that'll happen between all of the realms. Um, but I feel like he's that kind of go between in a lot of ways between all the different realms. And he's kind of taken on that, that role instead of his father. 
And, you know, this is the series, like within these episodes, they, um, his dad locks him into the prison along yeah. with Heavenly <laughs> Sister. And, yeah. Um, and that whole experience where oh, they have to and try the mom to does escape. it. Don't they try to try to get them to get together? Yes. And that's yes. When they get locked together. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, I really love, I really love the mom, the beast mom, because, mm-hmm. she, you know, first of all, she's like, how dare you lock my son into, you know, into that prison? And then she goes to try to like save him. And at this point, like it was really romantic. Like the the beast prince gave up his like inner elixir or whatever they oh, said. That's right. you know, yes, to yes. protect to protect the the princess. Because they get locked um, in that cage together yes. and then they oh, get yeah. out and then they're chasing. And then there's those by... dogs that are chasing them and you know, yes. like shadow dogs or whatever. And the mom is you know, coming to like rescue him. And then, um, but he, he sacrificed Mm -hmm. so that he could protect her. And then she brings out her magical lamp and he's like, you couldn't have told me that before. (laughs) And then he becomes that little puppy. puppy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But the best part is like the mom and the dad are like now conspiring because they figure out that she's like, Oh, wait a minute. We might be able to hook these two up. Uh-huh. So she so they lock them together in the prince's mansion. So mm-hmm. um I really so I really enjoyed that aspect of of these episodes because it was it was super fun just to see like I and I I kind of love Beast Mom. Oh, I love her a lot. I love that her immediate response was, I am gonna go save those kids. Yes. We don't we don't always get that from drama moms. Yeah. And so for her to just go charging in, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, me too. And you know, plus the Imperial matchmaking, that's always fun. Always fun. But in a, you know, the boat, like both mom and dad were part of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> this could work. Yes. <laughs> All right, so then we have, not to ignore our other storyline, we have third prince from the Void Realm choosing ambition over healer princess and pushing her out of the way. And so he, um, third prince is just, he's doing his best to become the crown prince because he's trying to help his mom gain respect in the court. I believe that's what he said. That's Mm -hmm. like his whole purpose is to make her go from slave to his mother, the queen empress or whatever. And um, so he chooses to enact his schemes and he's also trying to detach himself from healer princess to protect her, which is just, I know drama geek is going to say this because we've already talked about it, but just noble idiocy all the way around because you know, he truly loves her. He hasn't really not liked her since about the day two, because he's like set up the healing clinic for her and he's always looking out for her and he does what she needs. But it was interesting to watch them break apart because it was it was definitely a case of those two loving each other, but doing what was best for the other people in their lives. And so I thought that was, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting storyline to watch. Their romance is almost like the straightforward romance. And then we have the complicated one with Yetan and, and Heartless Shaodan. I love their romance. I love, I love these two. Um, And you can just see the conflict because he desperately wants to be the crown prince and healer princess is doing everything in her power to really to protect her sister and, and Shaodian. 
And so in that moment where he pushes her out of the way, like, so he's about to kill the fiery shard Mm -hmm. and he actually, I think, stabs him, but he's about to like actually kill him. And she comes running and like holds on to him and she's like, don't do it. And then he has a moment where he's able like he basically has a choice to make and he pushes her out of the way and he tries to go after him um of course at that point you know everything explodes so it was um you know it didn't matter that that's what he was going to do but that was a really powerful moment like because i was i wasn't quite sure i was like is he maybe he loves her enough that he'll give up his ambition but in that moment he didn't do it Mm-mm. And I think that it's important. And and I and what I love about the healer princess is that other than his later, like, and that's where the noble Odyssey, um comes in. But later when he kind of d- says he never loved her, um, she believes him for a little bit. But bef- all the way leading up to that, like, she really understands him and understands why he's doing what he's doing. And so even though, you know, he's pushed her out of the way, he's still trying to kill the shard and everything. She understands understands that it's his mother or her that he's choosing between not like ambition to be a powerful crown prince you know what i mean like the other Mm -hmm. the second prince which actually maybe it is for his mama too but we'll talk about his mama (laughs) issues later (laughs) but for him it really is i mean like his mom and her whole clan their slaves are treated poorly he just wants what's better. Like even before, uh, so before Healer Princess took care of her headaches that she had been given by the Empress, like she was, you know, in pain all the time. And so, like he's, that's been his fo- focal point for such a long time. Of like, I have to take care of my mother, and that's the most important thing. But I also love this girl. <laughs> yeah, but the only way that I'm going to get what I want is if I get rid of the fiery shard and do what my dad wants me to do and, and will deem me like powerful and important, then I'll get what I want. So I loved that scene. I was still like, Oh my gosh, he didn't even think about it. He just stabbed him. Like he just (laughs) goes over there. He's like stabs him. And then she comes. And then I think I was messaging, uh, Hey Muse, because we were watching some of the episodes almost mm. exactly at the same time. But <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, he stabbed him, and she's like, "Well, you know, that's you got a, a guy's got to do what a guy's got to do, or something like that." But, like, well, but yeah, and no. you, you just have to remember, it's not like he has feelings or emotions connected to the sister or right, um, right, the heavenly prince, like right. You know, he has no thoughts. Like, why would he care about them at Mm -hmm. all? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. He has his three people that he cares about, and that's enough for him, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And maybe a little bit for Void Daddy, because, you know, again, that whole I want my dad to be proud of me thing. Mm -hmm. But I... I can totally understand why he did stab him. It makes sense. He's the enemy. If he kills him, he gets to keep everything he wants protected and and he'll protect her because again he's the only one that knows she's not the right princess right which right. could go very badly if other people f- figure it out and so yeah i think he's very logical in what he chooses to do and once he gets to know everyone that's different 
But at the time, I think that he made a very logical choice for himself. It's just sad that healer princess and he couldn't connect on that. So healer princess and her, like in order to protect her sister, she really engages in some deception over the some really bad deception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she does all kinds of things, right? Like, so she, um, I, I loved it actually. I, um, in the very beginning of these episodes, that's when she's like trying to distract everybody so that they don't see the posters um, <laughs> looking for him. So that was hilarious. But then later on, she, um, has him uh, bound in like the heavenly cord you know yeah put inside the beast um the beast guys um it was a ball uh, in that ball yeah yeah and then even when they were when he was going to go after the shard she blinds the three of them and mm-hmm. and then says, I'm so sorry, um, the <laughs> antidote is in the second drawer or whatever. <laughs> like, um, so, but I love how much she loves her sister. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this show is so heart, like it just, oh my gosh, like every single time the two of them are together, I just am like, I'm so envious of their sisterly relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so like, Oh my gosh, they're just oh so wonderful with each other and like you know two parts of of the same whole, you know, mm-hmm. like it was just mm-hmm. oh so yes, she does have to deceive him, but she's doing it because she loves her sister. What I love about it is that um third prince Oh, he knows what she's doing like the entire time yes. and he's, he's annoyed by it because you know it's stopping him from his goal but I think he also is like um that's kind of hot like yeah. <laughs> he's like she's not simple she's not just gonna like roll over and let me do what I want what I want to do she's gonna protect her sister and I mean, he's very protective of his mom and his people so that's mm-hmm. attractive to him that she's like she cares about her sister and she's going to do what she needs to do to protect her sister, even if it means pretending to do all the things that she pretends <laughs> to do when she gets drunk. I think she, I can't remember what she, oh, and then he like, he's, he was going to leave and then he has to like carry her back and he take care of her. And his sidekick dude is so annoyed with him. He's just yes. like, come on, we were going to go get the shard forever ago and you've got to take care of her. But, um, <laughs> So I just, I loved how much, even though he knew what she was doing the whole time. And I mean, they do, he gets locked up in that little ball and then they have to like roll and roll and roll and roll (laughs) and try to get out. And I mean, his, she comes in to try to give him food and he's just like, I don't even want to talk to you. I can't believe what you're doing to me. But also I think again, he still appreciates that, that side of her. So. It's so sweet. I thought it was interesting. I did like that it did get to a point where he couldn't handle her not supporting him. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. the scene where he's stuck in the ball and just devastated that she did this to him Mm -hmm. and that she didn't consider his feelings and then how he breaks up with her and she's crying and he's crying or Mm -hmm. he's like 
not crying, but teary eyed and very stoic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. those two are the prettiest people. And oh they my gosh, so pretty they are. in that scene. So I really enjoyed that scene a lot. They both did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And I think this really highlights the push and pull between the two of them. Just the they have their focuses, but they really want to be together. And it's just a matter of what's going to be more important to them in the long run. And right now they're not to the long run. You know, they're not to the point where they're going to focus on each other over everything else. And so it's kind of, it's the journey. It's the journey of their romance. All right. The the whole reason that we are doing three podcasts is there's just so much that happens in these middle episodes that we would have not been able to fit it all into one, one final podcast. Because as all of this stuff is going on, or after all this stuff goes on. So they, they're able to take the fiery shard over to uh, the um, beast palace or whatever. So he's safe being protected. They have to go off and find the second shard. And lo and behold, walking down the street is a guy <laughs> that sees a coin roll into the, what the do you call latrine? it? <laughs> the, the, yes, the, the sewage line along the road. And he goes and picks it up. It's so gross. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. But that's the intro to our our uh, swindler. He's not. <laughs> he's not even. He's not an assassin. He's not uh, all the things that he's made up. He is a good storyteller, though. I yes, <laughs> he's a great yes. storyteller. He 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 loves writing, um, and telling fables, and has convinced uh, a bunch of people that he's actually done all of these dastardly deeds, and that's how he's getting money. Um, and, and he's pretty creative too. The whole arm thing and the blood and the yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so she finds him and uh, and finds out that like his all he cares about is money, and so she has to kind of go with that aspect of it and try to draw him out and get him to fall in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> more than money like that again that's his mm-hmm. his love of money and so she, yeah she has to try to do get him to um to love her and and there's a there's a lot of really funny things that go on between them and and everything but um came use you want to <laughs> talk about his love of money or well, him I in think general for it seems like his love of money almost equals wanting security mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. yeah yeah, uh, he wanted to be secure. He didn't want to have to suffer. And mm-hmm. I think if we look back onto his life, he's been stuck in by himself for thousands and thousands of years, not necessarily suffering, but in a kind of way suffering. It's like an abuse almost to make mm-hmm. your kid go and force themselves to cut off all emotions and to be isolated for that long. And so we definitely see him wanting just security, like more than anything else. And what he ends up finding is emotional security with her. Mm-hmm. And so he's willing to give up the gold because they can always get more gold because she's super smart, but he can't replace her. And so mm-hmm. I really like that whole, um, the whole story arc of this. I think this was my favorite of the shard story arcs and just, the wedding and then (laughs) realizing why he wanted the wedding when she was trying to show him it's romantic and he takes off that you get wedding gifts (laughs) and that they should go pull that at all of the different towns so that they get money from all the people and 
think so too. It was just very cute, just how he seriously had to slowly transition his focus from gold to her. And I love how he called her money. That was his word. <laughs> that was his pet name for her. That was, was money. And it was yeah. so cute. And again, just the way he loved her, loved it. Yeah. And his, I don't know, like my favorite thing was his vault. And the way it was set up with all those traps and everything. And yet she easily evaded pretty much everything. It's like, how was your stuff really that secure? (laughs) (laughs) But maybe, maybe, you know, maybe on a metaphorical level, it was showing that how he was willing to give it up even from the beginning for her. I don't know. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding that one. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I had a harder time because I was super attached to Fiery. And so I had a harder time getting into their love story. But once he started writing the comic, the comic books about mm. their journey, I was just like, okay, now you're super adorable. And I like mm. you a lot. <laughs> Thinking about like, just how he came about, like how the shard came about, I think is really fun because, you know, it was like, there was a part of him that really, um, is, is sort of like clearly is like this right and so mm-hmm. like when he um back in the heavenly realm was like you know um making her uh using food or whatever to to like pay her off or whatever and so mm-hmm. on and how they um I think that that was an interesting a piece to this but one of the things that um I really loved about the second shard and all of his craziness was just that um he it, the the way that he brought out in her the like um her entrepreneurial side you know like uh-huh. so <laughs> the the way that she w- w- got his attention was by you know finding ways to make money and she was really good at it mm-hmm. um and so when we um we'll talk in a moment about some of those favorite moments. And one of my favorite moments is how they made some money. What are some of our favorite second shard romantic moments? Um, I just love the wedding. It was so sweet. So mm-hmm. I thought it was very cute how he was in awe at how pretty she was before he remembered he liked money again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I too, I liked when she got hit with the, the void empress's cold thingy in their little battle mm-hmm. and how he gave up all his gold to cure her. Cause that was like the one way to make heat. I love these last minute solutions that get thrown in by like the siblings, you know, Oh, by the way, <laughs> oh, I we burned all your gold. <laughs> I think I was taught once, but no, I love that. And I also, I want to just insert this real fast because she was hallucinating when she was in, in this frost coma mm. and she was playing chess with her sister and her dad. And like just her longing for her dad's approval and love coming through that. I mean, that's the part that almost brought me to tears. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. oh, because she just, that's all she wanted. That's all she. And so for that to be her hallucination, it just, it was a little shattering, Mm. but sorry, that's not a romantic moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I guess it's not really romantic, except that I really loved when she found a way to get his attention by making all the money from like the gangsters, you know, like, Uh oh yeah, 
brought out the bees and yes. and then and then provided a solution for them, but they had to pay for it. Um, that cracked me up. I really it loved was it. a vending machine. Exactly. <laughs> that disappeared and flew away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you know the this one must have been one that I was watching, like his storyline must have been one I was watching a lot, like maybe as I was going to bed each night or something. I don't know, because I'm having a hard time remembering my favorite moments other than the where he had to give up all his gold. Like uh, the mock may said, like, I, I, I was like, how did he woo her? Because you guys were like, oh, and how she wooed him. And then I'm like, how did that happen? I couldn't even remember. And now I remember the her. She made a lot of money. She yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Got his attention and then the wedding and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, he was, um, I, I feel like he was the one that in, at least in the, like the way he walked and the way he talked and all that stuff was probably closest to the actual, um, person when mm-hmm. it comes to, again, cause the, the, the other two shards have a more pronounced way of speaking versus this one kind of spoke closer to it. So I feel like when I watched them together, I could get a sense of what it would be like later on. Whereas the other two, I don't feel like it it would necessarily be like that as much. Um, but so I, I think I, I liked just watching them together um, in general of like when they would interact. And and I think he was the most intelligent out of all of them, but not... Mm-hmm. Like, I later on when he's in captivity <laughs> and he keeps coming to her with all of this sto- oh i wrote this and then do you want to hear the next part of my i can relate okay. to that <laughs> a lot <laughs> so those i like those interactions that he had with her they were cute i love that he keeps seeking her approval yes because how often does she get that you know right, right. yeah yeah all right. So in the middle of all of this, we've got the Void Empress and the second prince, the second Void Prince stalking these shards because they know this is the moment that they need to kill Heartless Shaudanus when he's split into three pieces so that they can ascend over the heavenly realm and rule all the realms and, you know, the usual bad guy stuff. And so there's a battle in the courtyard where the second shard is living and you've got the Void, like the Empress and the second prince and their little army and then coming up like yeah i forget how it started but you've got our our entourage down and her entourage in the second shard kind of fighting but then in comes healer sister and third prince and his right hand man so balancing out the battle but then void empress is like oh that's nice because i had something big prepared for you and it's just like oh no what and she pulls out she's captured third prince's mother and so threatens to kill her unless third prince gives up all his power and so she forces him to take a poison a poison pill that will erase his power and if he uses his power like i think she said all his like sinews and ligaments would be cut something like that and so it takes a hot second but i mean third prince lives for his mom he's he's doing everything for his mom and so he he takes the pill oh I'm sorry. I'm such a sucker for like a boy who's going <laughs> to give up everything for his mom like that. Like, oh, what a good boy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I think that he is like, first of all, like say what you might about second prince, but like, honestly, throughout this whole drama, 
like we've got a lot of like family stuff going on you know but like Mm -hmm. the boys and the way that they (laughs) will give up for their moms like it just makes my little mom heart so happy like like, but yeah I mean that was amazing really like he's willing to you know basically that's him saying I'm giving up the throne I'm giving Mm -hmm. up, you know, anything like I'm giving up my powers because he knows that if he uses his powers, then that's that. Um, And like all of his blood vessels will burst and so Mm -hmm. on. So I just I thought that was first of all, it was like really diabolical of the Empress to do that. Mm -hmm. And but it it added such a like curveball to the whole thing like oh well now what are you gonna do he gave up a thousand years of cultivation for her yes (sighs) but then it like shows like he wouldn't do it for the girl i'm just saying (laughs) but i guess very attached to his mom his mom (laughs) should come first he's known her longer Well, and it wasn't so for the girl. It if the girl was going to die, then he, he might would have. have. Yeah, he would mm-hmm. have. Well, it wasn't remember, that the girl was going to die. In the so. future, he kind of does for the right? girl. Right? Yeah. Well, so, yes. Like, yeah. We'll like, talk yes, about that you know? exactly. But this time, his mom was going to die, so therefore he gave up his powers. He's to, a I good mean, boy. Don't make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, mean, I also. Yeah. I also like how the evil mom and was very diabolical. She's like, if we kill him now, we'll get in trouble. Mm. But now that he's powerless, we can kind of like cut him out, cut all of his pa- his support and stuff off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that was a very smart way of, that she did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to get her come up inside, I suppose, because <laughs> this is a drama about their love and there's a good chance she's not going to make it, but yeah, you know, if but that she's, wasn't a of all of them, she's a, the best foe. Like I, she is. I really, she, mm-hmm. I like her, like the mom more than I even like his brother as the foe, because she's, she's diet. Like you said, she's diabolical. She's smart. She's smart. Yeah. And I like, so I appreciate her in the story yeah. a lot. The um, brother can be fooled. The mom can't. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She is just I right. Agree. I love to hate her. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of like fool, that reminds me of the second shard piece where he she gets him to pretend that he has all of his powers by paying him word by oh. word. <laughs> he says all those <laughs> and, lines. And then he just keeps going on and on and on. Yes, yes. <laughs> and fools. That. The, the second the, prince exactly mm-hmm. and then the mom's like what are you talking no yeah that's, like idiot. they're yeah. they're fooling you <laughs> yeah all right so Etan finally ends up in the same place as third prince and reveals his original deception so there this is after like he's taken the pill he knows that he's no longer gonna have powers and he can't protect the healer princess And so he, in that moment, actually reveals to them like that he was the one that switched the carriages 
and he basically just confesses it all. Um, and then he tells Healer Princess that, you know, she was just part of his plan and that he didn't have any real feelings for her. And ugh, it was so mean. It was just, mm-hmm. I get it. I understand he was trying to protect her, but he broke her heart mm-hmm. with that whole thing. And it was really, really hard. And he was so broken and she was so broken. <laughs> and, oh, it was such a good scene. It was. Well, and my favorite part of the scene, I mean, I felt so much for both of them and they did a great job, but I loved how uh, crazy Yitan went on him. As soon as she knew <laughs> he was the one that did it and everything, like she was just going to straight up kill him. Like she was like, <laughs> yeah. what? You did this to my sister and then you made her fall in love and you took it. Like she was not happy. I mean, she backed off and totally understood her sister. She did kind of you know, like get mad at her sister there for a second, but then, you know, retracted it and was like, I understand. I'm so sorry. And I am sorry that you're having to go through this and everything. But like that, again, bringing that back to how much they love each other and care about each other. Like as soon as she found out, she was just like, what? (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah. K-Muse. Oh my word, it was on mute again. Sorry, my family <laughs> keeps going through the house. So I mute and uh-huh. then I forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really loved just how broken he gets. Like yeah. he does mm-hmm. broken really well. He does. And it totally sucks me into his heartache. Yes. And not everyone can do it that well. You know, I really like uh, Heavenly Prince and everything. But I'm not sure I'd be as emotionally invested with him because he doesn't have that extra oomph of acting ability that mm-hmm. just makes your heart break for him. And so Third Prince, he gets you in the feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. And I just, I don't know. I love how complex their story is. I said it's kind of the straight romance as in it's kind of a straight line, but it's still we're still getting the separation and the breakup and like it feels as real as it could feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand why he's being a noble idiot, just like I understood why he tried to kill the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand. Yeah. It's not yeah. one of those, oh, it's all in your head. You should communicate no. and you can work this out. No. no. Like, mm-hmm. he knows what is at stake, even mm-hmm. if she doesn't. Right. And he's going to protect her. Yeah. So. So that happens. Um, That whole, like, him losing his powers and all that stuff. Yitan had her, she was frozen or whatever. They gave up the, he gave up all his gold. She's healed. And so now they're kind of separated for a bit while uh, Yitan goes <laughs> and finds Playboy Shard. That was such a cute scene where she's like, I have to leave you. Okay. <laughs> I, I trust you. You'll be back. You know? Yeah. I'll just keep writing, wifey. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> I love yes. the whole we're going to write our story together concept. Yeah. Like that yeah. was just mm-hmm. a nice thread that went through their whole story arc. So and I feel like this is where she's starting to kind of realize like, ugh, I, I she's in trouble. I love. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Like I didn't plan on falling in love with these people, uh, you know, these shards or whatever. But now I am. And now I have to go find the third one and I have to do this all over again. And like, I'm already exhausted from the other two and everything that's happened. 
<laughs> but she's she's got to do her job. So she goes and finds him. And um, this is the one that was probably created from that little accidental berry session that happened up in the yeah. <laughs> So his his deal is he just woos the ladies. <laughs> and, you know, he has his little book of all the, the ladies that he's conquered or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, you know, she's just another person on in the, you know, in line to do it. But um, they uh, she realizes very quickly, like, oh, he's I, I'm this is bad for me because he's really romantic because he's trying to, like, get me in the bedroom. But like, I'm already in love with him pretty, you know, three times over. And now he's trying to woo me and I need to get him to fall in love with me. It was you could tell she was just like, I am way over my, you know, out of my depth. <laughs> I get out of, you know, not don't have anything that I know how to do this. And so <clears throat> We're going to talk about our favorite third shard moments, my favorite, which wasn't, there was some other more meaningful moments between them, but when she doesn't know what to do, they get a talisman and they put one on her and then they keep rotating it between all of them. (laughs) So they're controlling her and she's trying to like seduce him. And so at first it's the, is it the beast uh, prince was first and you know, she's, He's trying to get her to, you know, act at first. I didn't understand why she was acting so weird. And then I realized that they had the talisman and everything. And then you know, she's like, you're not doing it right. So then the heavenly brother Prince, he takes it. And oh my Lord, he does not know how to woo girl. Thankfully, he's got a pretty flower up in heaven that, that might like him someday, but he's all like so formal. And of course it's, it's a guy that he's talking to, but like just that whole interaction and everything was very funny but um i i felt like he made her feel more um cherished and special than any of the rest of them yes. like he mm-hmm. he was able to express himself in a way that she just longed for from many people in her life and so it was another one of those like she was hungry for that praise and love and like you're beautiful and you make my heart you know skip be that romantic like what you know lots of women love the romantic lots of people it doesn't matter love that romantic and so it was this one I think was the hardest for her to not just get lost in the moment and let him just kind of swoop her off her feet and this was the one that I had the hardest time connecting with I'm yeah. gonna be honest yeah you know just that because it did have that superficial aspect to begin with. And, mm-hmm. and I think I was just kind of done with the shards by this time. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get where they're all together and go forward. You know, I was definitely ready for the transmission into the next segment. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, come on, come on. Although I did think it was very funny when she found out. <laughs> Because she was all Twitter painted. He had painted a flower on her cheek oh. <laughs> over her wound. And it was uh-huh. oh so romantic. And she's like, this is an easy piece of cake. And so she goes the next day and then finds out there's like a, a picture chart of all the women that he's, <laughs> he's wooing. So his uh, servants know who's who. And yeah. she's like, oh, well, that's disheartening and then he makes the same uh little hairband for all of them uh-huh. to make them feel, feel special because they're yeah. the one yeah. and it 
it it played well it was a mm-hmm. good story arc i'm glad it was the last one i wouldn't want more than the three yeah and i'm glad that this is one was definitely felt a little shorter than yeah. the other ones so so i did like the the turn in their romance when he finally started connecting with hers when she got those thought reading earrings from the oh, Beast yes. Prince. <laughs> and so she started anticipating what he wanted and like mm. he was feeling seen yeah, and feeling like she understood him. And I was just like, oh, because, you know, it goes back to Heartless Showdown and just, you know, all the things that he's lacking in his life. And that's one of the things is, you know, everybody sees him as this paragon and nobody's seen him. Mm-hmm. And so even though she was cheating and using the earrings and using that to manipulate him, he was feeling seen. And so I liked that. And so it was kind of, it was romantic for him. It wasn't romantic on her part. I, she didn't really turn until later, but she's yeah. on a timeline. She needed yeah. that. She needed chop, those chop, earrings. Chop. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> so true. I, I really liked this part because I loved that she came in thinking that it was going to be like so easy, especially, you know, when he was like, I saw you in my dreams. And then, (laughs) you know, and then for her to walk in and hear him doing really basically saying all the same things to somebody else. Mm. um, That was and then I I thought that the um, forced chastity belt thing um, (laughs) was hilarious. So um, there were a lot of really like funny moments, but it's interesting because the drama itself is doing a lot of like, like ebbing and flowing between the storylines. And so just when we have like these lighthearted moments with one of the couples, we're like in like heavy angst with the other. And I kind of like that push and pull that it's like, Mm -hmm. it's allowing us to sort of just have our like light moments, but then there are some like darker things happening at the same time. And so um, it's, it's been interesting. Mm -hmm. We now have all the shards are in love with her. And the problem happens is she's in love with all the shards and she's kind of feeling guilty about trying to force them all together without them knowing anything. So then that would take away all of their free agency. And also she loves them. So she doesn't want any of them to go, even though she's in love with three different entities. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a, like a bit of a mind mess up right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's backing out of the deal. Like she wants not necessarily to like never have them all combined, but she's not ready. She's not ready to take that plunge and she's not ready to tell, let them know about the situation because then they might be upset with her because she's in act been making them all fall in love with her for an ulterior reason. And of course that's what happens is they all find out in a very hilarious scene (laughs) where they're all (laughs) celebrating her birthday because the, well, I guess they're not twins. Maybe, I don't know. The maybe (laughs) twins from the heaven realm (laughs) want their brother back. So they're trying to force the issue. And Mm -hmm. so they force all three versions of him into this hotel. And so everything has to come out and it does. And of course all three are upset. So she writes them all this lovely letter saying go live your life don't worry about it i fell in love with each of you for various reasons 
and then she's going to go, you know, if you want to meet me at such and such field, this is where I'll be. That's kind of where it goes. I really liked how they handled that, that Mm -hmm. it wasn't a force on anyone's part. Everyone had to consent. Everyone had all of the, the cards out on the table and, but it wasn't horrible. I don't know. It just really worked for me, that story arc. Yeah, same. Basically, because, you know, the little, the siblings, the younger siblings were all like, just get them together, get them together. Because they, like you said, they want their brother back. And she's like, no, I want them to have their freedom because Heartless Showdown never had his freedom. And now he has a chance. And I was just like, okay, there's noble idiocy. And then there's being noble. And that is noble. I love that she was thinking about him more than herself. And so just again, growth arc, she's growing through all of this and we get to see it represented this way. And I could see why the siblings were being impatient with her kind of be dithering and stuff, but she really couldn't choose for them. They had to choose for themselves. So romantic, really, like, because she, she has grown to love them. And she also understands the kind of pressure that the, you know, her, the former, the heartless Shadan was under. And she wants to give them this opportunity if they want it. And, oh, like, even though that means that she doesn't get to to have him all put back together. Um, and that in some ways, because she said she was going to um, take them somewhere where they would be safe. But mm-hmm. it means that she's going to have to give up her individual relationships with them because she can't be with them all. Um, and so that was like again noble right like just this idea that they're able to have an opportunity to to consent to what's happening to them I think is really kind of unique um and I really appreciated that I did appreciate the um the final uh the like all of it coming out and everything but I was a little bit impatient <laughs> for that to come. <laughs> um, but once it all happened, then I was like, I was okay with it. But I, I completely understood the siblings because like, again, the story keeps going back and forth. And we know a hundred percent that the void empress is like closing in on them. And any minute she is going to come, you know, come in and find them and, and kill them, you know, if they don't combine. And so we're like, come on, come on, come on. You know, this like, mm-hmm. you want them to combine so that, you know, that they, but it's important to her and important to them that, um, you know, they have their choice. And I, again, I liked how it all played out, but I was, I was a little bit more on the sibling side in some of it, <laughs> just come <laughs> off of it already. But I did like how at the end, you know, how they, they kind of played it for fun and got them all in the same place and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, while this is happening, her sister, and we're going to talk about the final confrontation next, but like mm. her sister who has had her, the, her, her prince do the noble it is it is thing everything she's doing her best to give her time because she knows she's struggling with this choice mm-hmm. and so she's giving her time and trying to uh lead her away from them is she so she takes the empress and the second prince away leads them back to the village that the 
fire shard was at originally. And then when they find out it's been a month since he's even been there, then the empress is like, okay, you've tricked me. I'm going to kill you. And that's when third prince is like, oh. okay, I was playing noble idiot, but it only lasted for like a day or so. I don't know how long it was. <laughs> it was probably longer than that. There was no way he was going to let her die. So he goes and um, uses his power. And when he does that, he uh, enacts the venom, which is supposed to kill him then. And so he gives up his life tech. I mean, he, just, he doesn't die. It just activates. But he and thinks is going to, he's giving yeah. up his life for her. He does. Yeah. 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 He thinks he's giving up his life for her. And then, so then they, uh, you know, that's how the final confrontation kind of comes down, but he's doesn't have any power. Like he's dying. And so they've got to have, um, beast. Cause this is 24. So beast, uh, yeah. cause cave use keeps messaging me. Why are they doing this? And why is this happening? I'm like, did you fall asleep while watching all of, I think all of either 24 or 25 or something like that. The last 30 minutes, I definitely was napping in and out. (laughs) So yeah, I was like, why is he walking? Last I remember he was on a bed. (laughs) No, the beast prince and his beast guys. Right. Helped, helped helped seal it in. So I remember like... seeing them do their hand wavy thingamajiggy. Yep. Then I'm pretty sure I fell asleep. I didn't get right. the significance. Right. So he like... doesn't have any powers. He's just like right. a regular yes. old mortal. But he's it, a mortal. But they did. Except he can his... still pull his sword out. From I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did he do this? Like, the final conversation. I'm like, how did he pull a sword magically out of it? Like but Ethan can do that too, and she's you're you know, right. She's yeah. mortal, so there. Yeah. But she's cultivated herself a bit. True. So yeah. anyway, so maybe he still had a little bit of cultivation. Left. Maybe you just know, just enough bit. for the just sword and the I void mean, they, pocket it was in. They fixed his blood vessels from rupturing. That's basically right? what the beastie <laughs> yeah. guys did. Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and also, Heavenly Princess did some stuff. They said so. Yeah, she she kept it from like spreading or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that final confrontation because we're going into a long episode. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so. We are. All right. So the final confrontation. Mm. What did we like about where we left off? Okay. I have to talk about what I like because <laughs> I was, okay. I loved that the soul shards, again, their number one thing is protecting Yatan. And that's exactly what they did. They came together to protect her and they they chose to join together. And so, you know, there was this whole bit where they rise in the air and they spin around, and they become heartless Shaodan. And then like, he goes back to being emotionless. I'm just like, he made all this delicious progress and now he's back to being heartless again. So it- when you said, I, I, I was mixing up 26 and 25. So when you were uh, like the end of 25 sucks. Same. Like, I'm all like, did the we end already of 25? What that? are you talking about? That's, <laughs> I know. We won't I say like, anymore. We don't want to spoil yeah. anything else. Yeah. Don't spoil. <laughs> yes. That makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the end, the end of 25. So we have the, they spin around, they, mm-hmm. they, pew, they, and he <laughs> kills off all the people. Well, and then, Oh, hold on. And my favorite part is that like he so the empress decides she's gonna like push right back against him and they they think that because he's just kind of like resurrected or whatever he doesn't have all of his powers so the empress goes after him and he pushes and he, and he sends this bolt that's going to just knock basically kill her 
-hmm. And then second prince throws himself in front of it to protect his mom. Come on, <laughs> he's such a good boy. I know. Listen, I know he is a little creepy and their relationship was a little weird, but <laughs> he sacrificed for his mommy. Well, like the- all of the all of the relationships in the show, the dads have a sucky relationship and the moms mm-hmm. and their sons, because even the heavenly mom, she's awesome. I love yeah. her. She's got a great relationship with her son. So all of the moms and their sons have good relationships, whether moms a little rock. bit weird or not. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great ending for that character. I yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, he died in battle, but mm-hmm. it was, meant something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a ha ha, I've defeated you kind of moment. It had a lot of heart and mm-hmm. I was not expecting yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and that's it. it. Yeah, good. I was just going to say <clears throat> the final confrontation, I the part of it. So I don't know if it was this moment or maybe it was the last one um, where he saves her from his mom. Third Prince saves her from his mom. I think it was, but I forgot to mention, I have a thing with, with guys holding wrists. There's a moment where third Prince like grabs her and has her stand behind or whatever. And they zoom in. And I think that directors completely understand that my obsession with it because <laughs> they zoom in on it, but he like, you know, just puts that one finger on her wrist and just yeah, it was very sexy. And I had to remember to mention that. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. So I don't know if it was this scene or one or the other, but it's a very protective thing. So there again, Kate, you know, that is is attractive to me, but also just the 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 physical touch of the finger to the wrist. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> the the final confrontation, I think the best part was the um She's been sh- she's been shot again by Yitan has been shot again by uh the the Empress right doesn't she get shot yes. by the Empress yep. and so she's on the ground and then he shows up and they're all but I love how that battlefield then puts the Void Prince and his sidekick and their people and the the Void Princess and all of them are all on the same side yeah. and they're working they've together their, they've made their choices. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And you've got the beast realm. So you've got all the realms over on one side against the void realm. Um, And so I really liked that kind of beginning of something that you're seeing there, you know, because of the sisters, the beginning of that. But so I think that was probably my favorite part about, I mean, of course, him going up in the air and spinning around and all the little gold things. And then the, <laughs> the music, you got to listen to the music, mm-hmm. the music, his theme song. <laughs> yes. But then it at laid the off end, the heavy metal is not as much, you know, it's not as much true. as it was at the beginning. <laughs> but at the end, they all kind of like he takes her pew, back mm-hmm. up. And he pew, goes he back up into the heavenly realm. <laughs> and and then um, he doesn't have any Xiao Feng doesn't have any powers anymore. No. So his little bestie like zips takes them, them away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you have like this, like everyone's going their own direction. But then we get the scene where we have two scenes, one up at the in the heavenly realm where we see that Heartless Shaodan is back um, mm-hmm. and his dad is very pleased because he's not showing any emotion. And that mm-hmm. was very heartbreaking for all of us. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the scene where the empress is like, get the army 
because that's mm-hmm. how this ends and 25 is like yeah. i you know if you won't do it i will and so she's basically declaring war on the um heavenly realm, heavenly realm. yeah yes. dun, dun, dun. So that'll be part three that yes. all of us but jen have not watched yet yes. so. so quick shout out to drama win from our discord channel because mm-hmm. i would not be able to keep my sanity if i hadn't been able to chat about this <laughs> yes you heard that here jen cheated on us <laughs> i did are we surprised are we I, surprised no, no. i want to say i almost think we're gonna need two more episodes just because of how much is covered happens in the the, because it's originally it was going to be 12 and 11 but if we cut it off three episodes earlier than that makes it 50 which i mean we covered 15 episodes but the first 15 episodes are always so much like kind of set up and just kind of making Mm -hmm. intro that it's easy to cover 15 episodes so uh, well the rest of us will have to watch and then we'll see what we think but yeah but yeah, yeah no i've i've watched 26 but stopped at that once we decided that 25 was a good cutoff point which it is. Yeah. And that's, again, the the human realm and the beast realm, <clears throat> they're done with that. And now, you know, it's back to the void and the, or well, the void prince can't necessarily go back to the void because he has technically declared war on his, uh, his realm kind of. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see, you know, kind of what goes on with that and everything. But yeah, the, uh, the ending, it was a good ending and and i was again i was kind of surprised that the void prince second void prince and his death which i have to shout out to he's he's pretty he's like an evil hot whereas like (laughs) the first prince is this like i don't know bodybuilder on the motorcycle (laughs) like okay and then you've got you know third prince there's no denying that but second prince does have his moments of you know he's his evil hotness or whatever but so (laughs) it was you know he's sad that he's gone now kind of not really i feel like i liked that his mom and and again that scene highlighted what i've always felt about void daddy is like eh, yeah he's he's really not the big uh adversary in this and everything he's he's weak and mm-hmm. he's he's kind of like the heavenly prince too, or the heavenly king the heavenly daddy where he's wanting his boys to do it all he yeah. wants them to go kill everybody and conquer everybody while he stays behind or whatever so yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 